for women, what it looks like is still, it's like some fashion model shoot. And some of us will do well in that. Some of us, that's not where, that's not where we shine. And so how do we show up visually, particularly given the medium that you and I are talking through now? We need ways to show up visually that are not just all based on youth and beauty, but are based on beauty and power and accomplishment. And how do you show that in a picture? Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners or what I like to call CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on innovation, disruption, women entrepreneurship, DEI, gig economy, remote economy, even the cannabis industry. Think about these industries and these disruptive technologies that really sometimes aren't as disruptive, but there's people that are just paying attention to what the market needs and they're providing that. So really think about the things that are quote unquote outside of the norm, but really help entrepreneurship to grow and fully develop. I think it's an extremely exciting time when you're talking about any type of innovation or disruption, because I think that there's so many opportunities and needs that aren't felt that are starting to be filled by different groups, different organizations, or even different industries. So what I want you to do is sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Nell Merlino of NellMerlino.com. Nell, super excited to have you on the show. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm excited about all the awesome things that you're doing and excited to, to unpack um, some of those words of wisdom and knowledge that you have. And of course, before we jump into the interview, I want you to read a little bit more about Nell so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Nell is an iconic leader whose life work is making women's and girls more visible, valued, and heard. Nell mobilized more than 25 million people in support of girls' ambition with Take Our Daughters to Work Day. And as the founder of Count Me In for Women's Economic Independence, Nell helped galvanize global companies including American Express, Walmart, and Cartier, along with leases, including Hillary Clinton, Cory Booker, and Susie Orman to help women business owners across the country gain access to billions in financing, grants, contracts, and customers. A constant presence with the press for a decade, Nell has generated millions of media mentions about women's and girls. And in her new business as an artist, Nell is capturing ever-evolving female power and beauty and dynamic collage portraits of women who are running businesses and changing our world. Nell, love everything that you're doing. Super excited to have you here today. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am so ready because awesome. being a CEO has been the most extraordinary thing in my life. Absolutely. So I love talking to other CEOs. Yes, I, I love that you had so much, you know, perspective and experience. So I guess before we jumped into hearing more about that, take us a little bit more through how you got started. When I call your CEO story, we'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. I found myself way back in 1988. I had finished working on a presidential campaign. Mike Dukakis ran. He lost. I had no job. 
I'm not looking for a job. And after a couple months, realized that there was no job that really fit me. So I, at that point, decided to start my own. It was what I, so it was a consulting firm. I think how a lot of people start. But I started that way and so quickly realized how liberating it was because I had nobody telling me what to do. Any money I made was mine. And it started me on a journey that not only did I build an extraordinary communications company, but went on to build an organization that helped thousands and thousands of women become CEOs in their own right. So it is something for me that being the CEO of a company, but more importantly on some levels, being the CEO in your own life, where you are not, I notice now, and I'm particularly during the pandemic, people who were loose ends because they weren't reporting to their boss in the same way and those kinds of things. And I, I, I didn't skip a beat for, for reasons because I'd always been my own boss and often the um, employer of other people. And I think one of the greatest things CEOs do is provide other people with livelihoods. That is That has been a great it's difficult. It's a challenge. I found myself at one point with a huge payroll and, and gasping for air, but also knowing that I was putting food on the table of dozens of, of families. So I think there is a real wonderful both responsibility and freedom uh, being a CEO. So I, I recommend it highly. Not everybody is cut out to be one, but I think more of us than not it's something worth doing even for a little while in your life. It changes how you see everything, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that you've been able to do that in, in, in your life. And of course, it creates that trickle, trickle, of, trickle effect in allowing others to be able to do that as well. It's, as you say, it, it, it is, we're, we're all confronted with things that we know aren't right for us. And we have the opportunity to create situations that are right for us. And, and, and that is the most liberating thing, to stop thinking that we don't measure up to someone else's standard. We set standards in our own businesses. Obviously there are standards that exist and there are laws and all those things we have to comply with. But beyond that, it's how do you wanna live and how do you wanna work and how do you wanna treat people and how do you wanna treat and engage with your customers that is, it's highly doable. So, so I, I, I know. So, so to anyone out there that's doing it, it's the best. It's the best. Absolutely. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more about your new venture. It sounds like it's a manifestation um, of all the different experiences that you yeah. have in yeah. the take your, your, your daughter to work day, the count me in for women's economic independence. It sounds like the work that you're doing now is built up on that, but I, I wanted to hear a little bit more about that and, and, and what you're doing there. What struck me a couple of years ago is particularly for women, but I think it's true for a lot of people, is how do we see ourselves? Women particularly have been bombarded for centuries with how we're supposed to look, what, what, what's fashionable, or, or in the case of when I started my first business, how are we supposed to act uh, less feminine and more masculine? Because that was the business model. This is not a criticism of men. It's just, it, it was the reality. It's when women showed up in blue suits with those pussycat bows looking like ties and all that stuff. That's what I started. So so it's it's how do we now show up as ourselves? And what does that look like? And I started to play around with that myself. 
and ended up making a collage of myself as the Pope. And I was raised a good Catholic girl. And I was told in second grade that you can't be the Pope. You, you particularly, you girls cannot ever have this job. And that has always stuck with me as like, how is that possible in 2022? And there's a whole other discussion about that today. But anyway, and I made this image of myself to look at what is forbidden. And it, it was, it gave me a sense of my own authority that I have not had before. And it's got me thinking about how many of us get to points of success and transition in our life and need to step back for a minute. It's like the opposite of a vision board. So we're looking about what we want to achieve. We need to take a moment and understand what we have achieved. What we have achieved, how, what does that look like? What does that look like? Because for women, what it looks like is still, it's like some fashion model shoot. And some of us will do well in that. Some of us, that's not where, that's not where we shine. And so how do we show up visually, particularly given the medium that you and I are talking through now? We need ways to show up visually that are not just all based on youth and beauty, but are based on, on beauty and power and accomplishment. And how do you show that in a picture? How do you show that in a picture? So that's what I've been working on. And I've been working with extraordinary women who wanted to do coaching with me. And I said to them, I said, I'd love to do that, but I want to produce a, 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 a portrait of you at the end. Awesome. Awesome. So what would you consider to be what I like to call your secret sauce? This could be for yourself, the businesses or organizations you build or a combination of both. But what do you feel sets you apart and makes you unique? The thing that has fueled me all through this is being with others, is being with other CEOs, small groups, large groups. From the time I started, I ran, we ran a competition for years called Make Mine a Million Dollar Business. And reporters were constantly saying what, what turned, because Susie Orman was involved, Hillary Clinton, Cory Booker. There were so many cool people. And what drove me was the women, was being around. And I still, I, I still periodically talk to a business coach who was a CEO of a highly successful company. She sold the company, is you know, still living off the revenue from selling the company. Her name is Marjorie Miller. She's in Dallas, Texas. She's got a company called People Biz. She's incredible. She has helped thousands. But so I, I say this to CEOs, I have a coach. My secret sauce is I don't ever think about how am I going to get all this work done, ever. I think about who am I calling? Who am I calling? It's not how you're going to do it. It's who are you calling or texting or whatever to do the work with you or for you? I think that is key. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you consider to be uh, what I like to call a CEO hack? So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have. But what's something you feel like makes you more effective and efficient? Exercise. exercise. Physical exercise. I have worked out for years and I would say, given the pressure of the job and the, and, and for someone who was constantly traveling, you have to be able to physically show up and you have to show up for yourself, but you have to show up for everybody else with some level of energy and ability and health, literally health. So, so I would say that, and I don't think that's an uncommon one, but it is, I, I think vital health exercise. And I think setting priorities has been a real power of mine to just know 
that in the course of the day, I know my friend Nellie Gallant has only set three. Marjorie says seven. They're, they're different. They're different. I don't think you can do more than seven. And that you really, anytime you start to get tight or like feeling like crazy or you can't do something, just get it down, get it down. And see that these things that are in your head need to go on somebody else's plate. And there are three things or seven things that you need to take care of. I, I love that. So I, I want to ask you now, you might have already touched on this for a sea of nuggets. So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I made a very bad business decision about five, six years ago. And I've thought about it a lot because failure, failure teaches us everything, everything. Um, and I did not trust my gut instinct. My gut instinct was to not do this. And I overrode it. I overrode it. And I've written about this process of overriding my best judgment. Whenever you doubt your those strong signals that come to you, if you doubt them, you really have to sit yourself down. This is when you talk to your other CEOs and say, here are the facts. Here's how it makes me feel. I would say the other thing is, you have got to check in with how you feel because how we feel is how we got to where we are. And when we deny it, we're, 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 we're like shutting off our secret sauce. So it's, it's a long answer, but it is a, how important our gut instincts are, how much we have to respect them. And if we don't to understand why we don't, yeah, I appreciate you having that transparency and sharing that with us. And so you, you might have already touched on this as well. And I was going to ask you for the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And our goal is to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. But now, what does being a CEO mean to you? Wow. I tell you, chief enjoyment officer, chief excitement officer, chief energy officer. I, I have a lot of energy. I, I, I enjoy my work and my life. I think what I, I know what I do excites people. And it is, and, and I think the other word I use, liberation. It is, I am sitting in a beautiful home office in, at an extraordinary address because of relationships, because of all kinds of things. And we get to choose more than we know. And, and so CEO could also stand for choice and choosing because... There are things that happen to us that we have no control over, but there are things that we have more control over than we know. And so I would say that if you, if, if you, if you are doing this, if you are a CEO, get the energy and the enjoyment and the excitement going in it, because with that, you can, you can just, you can, you can do more. You can, you, you can make more of what you dream about come true. Absolutely. And I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get out of you, find about all the awesome things that you're working on. Okay. First of all, you can reach me at nelmerlino.com. There are opportunities to sign up for an exploratory call with me to do art with me, to do coaching with me, because the, the art and the coaching goes together, but we can do one or the other, depending on, on what you want. And, and count me in. We now have a website called Count Me In Revival, where we also offer coaching. So you can go either route, uh, countmeinrevival.com, 
or nelmerlino.com because I would love, I love talking to CEOs. Awesome. I appreciate you so much, Nell. We will, of course, have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.